and welcome back to What Is Life Dude, the podcast. Greetings. I hope you're doing well. My name's Sarah. I am Eric. As you could tell, we have a new theme song today. We are, we kind of been thinking about this for a while, but we think like every 25 episodes, we're going to just change, change the theme song just to a different version of the regular theme song. Right. Just because it's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's nice to change it up. Eric likes projects. I do. I do like them. Um, and they're quick, like 15 second things. So they're, they're fun to just change up the style a little. Um, and also we kind of talked about and decided to narrow our focus a little bit on what the podcast is about and gear it more towards relationships in general. Maybe get some questions from you guys if you need advice on relationship things. I mean, we're not experts on relationships, but we know our relationship and what works for us. And so we don't feel overly qualified, but we know it works for us. And, you know, people like hearing about relationships and a lot of our conversations usually come back to our relationship in some way, you know? Right. And our dynamic. Yeah. And I do feel like it plugs into our like kind of broader what is life dude topic because relationships are the primary way in which we learn about the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even our just, our, we're in relationship to everything with ourselves, with our work, with our hobbies, with our families. So it doesn't have to be, you know, romantic relationships or anything. So as we've been talking about this, we've kind of... We we kind of we've kind of been talking about like what potential topics we could do moving forward, and we kind of realized that we were about to record the podcast, having not picked one for today. We kind of just explored all all the different options in general. So we thought a good place to start would be how Sarah and I keep our our relationship working and how we keep it strong. Mm. So. There, there may be some things we'll try not to like reiterate or repeat ourselves from prior episodes, but some things might come up because we kind of want to just go over like the general scope of what makes us keep working as a, as a couple. Right. And I especially think if any of you guys have listened to our, uh, we did a uh, 36 questions that lead to love a couple weeks back now at this point, we did two episodes on that actually. And I feel like we did touch a lot on our relationship dynamic there so there may be some repeat but we just wanted to lay a foundation you know and i think this is a really good time for us to do this episode like literally in this moment because we we were working on a music thing earlier and sarah has other work to do outside the podcast and we're both kind of like feeling a little stressed and Mm. but you know we're like we're doing the podcast still and loving each other through it so i feel like it's a good time to do this episode you know do you, you know what i mean uh yeah i mean except for the part about still loving you that's so mean <laughs> so wait okay before we get into it if you if you guys ever want to submit any questions or even just recommend broad topics within this within you know the realm of relationships uh you can email us what is life dude show at gmail.com or you or you can DM us on Instagram. I am at the Eric Ames and Sarah is at the Sarah Sullivan. And I one, mean, quite honestly, yeah. you're you're better served probably DMing Eric because he's quite on top of all of his uh, digital communication, and I'm not because I'm an anxious 
human being. And sometimes I cope with things by just uh, just sheer avoidance. So. And, and what Sarah <laughs> won't say is that she also has like 23,000 more followers than me, which well, means <laughs> which means more DMs, which means I'll probably see it where yeah. Sarah might, it might get lost in Sarah's. So feel mm. free to DM me. And the last thing before we get into our topic is we want to thank our supporters on Anchor, ah, yes. our podcasting platform. So quick shouts, at, shouts outs, shout outs. Shouts outs. <laughs> I, I've had allergies so bad the last few days and my nose is stuffy and my brain is foggy. I'm, I'm trying. So quick shout outs to Inga Pfeiffer, Alex May, Kevin Dooley, Whitney Knowles, and Karen Burchette for supporting us with a monthly donation on Anchor. And you can do the same, dear listener, if you feel so inspired by us. You know what I mean? <laughs> and thank you in advance if you yeah, choose to. We really do appreciate it. We have not withdrawn any of our earnings yet. We haven't. But when we do, I'm sure we'll we'll use it to reinvest into the podcast. Maybe mm-hmm. some, some new equipment or, you know, something. It costs a lot to run a business is what I'm learning mm-hmm. as I'm uh, kind of trying to take my own business more seriously lately yeah yeah dropped a lot i've dropped a lot of money in the past uh couple weeks i've kind of been doing that too (sighs) yeah on music stuff so Mm -hmm. without further ado let's get into this topic of how we keep our romantic relationship strong for anyone who's not entirely uh, familiar with our relationship story our origin story if you will (laughs) we started talking via instagram in May of 27, March of 7, 2017, actually. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Eric was living in Colorado. I was living in the Bay Area of California. Uh, started dating later that year. So we've been dating for like two and a half-ish years. Mm-hmm. And we've been living together for a little over two years. Over two years. Yeah, I think yes. in the last episode I said, oh, and, and the you haven't gotten sick of me in the year we were living together before quarantine. <laughs> and I was listening back to it when I was editing and I was like, wait. It was two, it's been two years. Yeah. Extra. It, it's interesting. It doesn't feel like, it, it simultaneously feels like we've been dating for a long time and also that I just met you, which is strange. Time is odd. Yeah. When you, when you think about like our, our individual childhoods and like you have memories of being a kid and being in different places and stuff, it feels like we haven't known each other that long, mm. right? Because we're absent from all of our memories up until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But when you don't think that critically about it and you just feel the love between us, it feels like you've been in my life forever. Oh, yeah? Do you know what I mean? Like I've been with you all along, maybe? Like you've been with me all along. (laughs) If you aren't familiar, that's one of my songs that I wrote about Sarah. You can go listen to it on Spotify or anywhere you get your music. (laughs) Okay. That wasn't supposed to be an ad, but that kind of just happened. So I, I took a bunch of notes on kind of my perspective on our relationship and how we keep it strong Mm. so i kind of want to just go down my list and discuss them with you and see how you feel okay how does that sound sure but i just want to say i feel like every time couples are queried as to what keeps their relationship strong they're like oh it's communication Mm -hmm. and like yes duh obviously (laughs) it's obvious to us so let's just uh you know I think, a little deeper. I think the things I wrote down are a little more specific to our relationship. Excellent. So, yeah. So the first thing I have is we do things together. We ah, do yes. a lot of things together. As you listeners know, we 
have our desks in the living room together now. <laughs> so even if we're working on different stuff, um, we're still in the same room. But the examples I kind of just wrote down offhand were we cook a lot together. Mm-hmm. And even though you cook for your job, we still end up cooking a lot of other things together. We watch K-dramas together now. <laughs> we play video games. We do music together. We exercise together. If you, It's like every kind of every facet of both of our lives in some way we do as a couple. And I feel like, and, and again, a, like a general disclaimer for this whole episode is this is our relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily, actually, no, it's not, it's definitely not going to work for everyone's, right? right. Like they're not like blanket statements that's, that are going to, you know, they're going to work for everyone. Right. I think you and I are substantially more, hmm, we're, we're not, some people have a very fierce need for independence. You know what I mean? And neither of us are like that. And yeah, I think, and I didn't know this, I think until this relationship, but I very much do better in life. I'm more motivated if someone else is kind of plugged into my day to day. Yeah. I, m- I remember the first time, well, after we started living together, the first time you left, I think you went to california to see your mom mom for mother's day probably Mm -hmm. and oh yeah happy mother's day since this is coming out the day after mother's day Mm -hmm. all you mothers out there i remember i went to work like the day after you you left like the after the first night i slept without you and i was like oh my god i'm so tired guys i didn't get any sleep and there my coworkers were like why and i was like well sarah left and i've never since we moved in together i haven't slept without her and my manager at the time she was like oh when when my husband leaves (laughs) I get the best sleep of my life. Like, there's no one else rolling around in the bed and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you are very different than me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I I get I get so lonely and, like, weirdly freaked out when you're not... It goes away after, like, you know, if, if you're in Bali for two weeks, like, eventually you get used to it. Mm. But, like, the first, like, three or four nights, I'm like, this sucks. And I feel anxious. And it's awful. Mm-hmm. So some 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 couples like us... We really need that togetherness to thrive. Indeed. Yeah. So, I don't know, when it comes to doing things together, what? What's that face? That wry smile. What? (laughs) You you have a huge microphone in front of your mouth, so it's kind of hard to tell what your facial expression is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know. How does, like, what do you think about the fact that we do so many things together? Like, have you ever been in a relationship like that? Because I haven't. No. So... Uh, Well, here's the thing. I think the most important thing is to really have a sense of what is healthy for you, which takes some time just being alive and being in different relationships, I guess. Mm. Because since everyone's relationship style is so different, people are going to have opinions about your relationship. So if you have, you know, a sibling or a parent or a coworker who is you know who is who does have that very fiercely independent kind of relationship they're gonna think you're a loon they're like oh you're codependent yeah and they'll make fun of you and then you're like oh shit like should i spend more time alone like and then you just do it because you feel like you need to yeah unfortunately there's societal and other kinds of just pressure from the people around you in every facet of life Mm -hmm. which is something that makes it so hard and difficult to be a human right is that everyone has their opinions based on their experience Mm -hmm. with everything 
So yeah, it's a good point, and I didn't think about that because I, I've, I feel like I'm, I've always been a fair person. So if I hear some, like, I didn't judge her when she said, like, oh, I love when when my husband leaves. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, they're just different than us. Uh-huh. And they're married, so it's cool. Right. I'm just going to assume it's that's good for them, you know. Right. Obviously, there are some relationships where maybe they should do more stuff together or should spend some more time apart. But like you said, it just comes with being in other relationships that don't work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to figure out what does work for you. Yeah. So don't you don't need to feel defensive about what works for you. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Just do what makes you happy. See, this is and this is why I like doing this kind of aiming it, narrowing it down to a relationship perspective, because it's it's interesting to talk about what works for our relationship and some advice it just can't it just doesn't work for other people mm-hmm. it's just fascinating um okay the next thing i have is doing nice things for each other just because you want to and with this one i specifically put a note no this doesn't work if it's forced <laughs> which is a weird conundrum right like i've i've been in relationships where i'm like uh, I guess I'll I have to I'm just do something nice I don't really want to like what uh, like, yeah, like anything like like little things mm. like I'll I don't know if you're if, if you want to cut a fruit and we're in the kitchen together and the only cutting board we have out is the one that we cut garlic on <laughs> and I know you don't want to use the one that smells like garlic to cut our fruit so I'll like go to the drawer and get a plastic cutting board for you to cut the fruit on that's the most specific yeah, example. Exactly. It's just Why something, is that what came to mind? <laughs> because it, cause it doesn't... <laughs> the point isn't like it has to be some grand, grand gesture. gesture. Yeah. It's just anything. You know, and like I've never felt so inspired in other relationships mm. to do things like that. Like it just didn't come to mind. Like, oh, right. she's going to need that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, oh whatever. She, that's what she did. But with our relationship, you know, I'm anticipating your needs. Yeah. So, well, I, try. well, I have two things to say. So just remind me that I have a second thing to say. But I may have already shared this on the podcast, this little story. Um, do you know what I'm going to say? Is it about anticipating? Your, yeah. I, w- I was going to ask you about the origin of <laughs> our inside joke phrase, anticipating your needs. Right. So this is so funny now because I'm used to you being uh, responsive in this way. Or, you know, I'm used to you anticipating my needs. But shortly after we met for the first time, so I came out to visit him. And we were, we had gone to a baseball game in Denver. And we had taken the bus there because it's far from Boulder. And maybe we wanted to drink, right? Mm-hmm. Which we did, I think. Uh, maybe slightly. I think we had fancy cocktails and um, oh. French fries and onion rings. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so we took the bus there. And then after the game, we were sitting at the station and we had some time before the bus got back to pick us up. So we're just sitting there, hanging out. Eric had brought his backpack of stuff. He had his water bottle. I had been carrying my water bottle. And he like gave me my water bottle to drink out of. And then I like put it down on like a a table between us or something. And then we were going to like, you know, get ready to go queue up for the bus. And he took my water bottle and just put it, you know, in one of the little, you know, drink. The side pockets of my backpack. Side pockets. Yeah. And for some reason that like 
that very small gesture was so unfamiliar to me. Like, oh, someone took something that's mine, knew that we were going to have to, you know, put it away and bring it with us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that kind of sad? Um, <laughs> no, I was actually, you have a second thing to say, remember? Yes. But I want to, I, can I add on to that before? Yeah. So I took a bike ride with my buddy yesterday up to Boulder and we were, we were on different bikes. <laughs> we were six feet apart. You weren't riding a we tandem were, bike? We were not riding a tandem bike, but this, this came up. We like stopped in the park just to chat halfway through and I was telling him, how just because and this will be another episode but because of the way you were raised and just who you are you're not used to like people just doing things for you i feel like right and that's something i've taken for granted my whole life but it's it's like those little things and also when it comes to like buying things and Mm -hmm. this it was supposed to be a surprise but i want to tell you now and i want to tell you on the podcast did you buy me something i did buy you something and this (laughs) well it's directly related to doing nice things for each other just because you want to right remember yesterday I called you over to my computer and I was like, if you were to get one of these, these Yeti, uh, drink koozies, like the metal ones, the insulating mm-hmm. ones, which color would you pick? And you were like white. And I was like, great. But you were like, get whatever color you want. And I was like, okay, great. And then you walked away. So obviously I bought you the white one because, right. right? And if, if you did that to me, I'd be like, oh, she's asking me because she wants to buy me one in the color she prefer, I, I prefer. <laughs> right. I'm like, but, but you're not used to people doing things like that for you. So you didn't even suspect that I'm asking you what color you like because I'm going to buy you one of them. But I did. I bought you one of them. I bought you the white one so you can keep your Diet Pepsis cold while we do the podcast. Wow. <laughs> so, and it just it just goes into like, I don't know. I've never, yeah, there's something about you and how much I love you specifically that has always, that's always led me to. Oh, I'm going to pick up the water bottle and put it in my backpack so she doesn't have to carry it. Uh, oh. When I hear that, though, it's just so st- it just sounds so stupid to me. Yeah, but I think you know what I mean. I think in relationships, like the sillier and quote unquote stupider the thing is, the more meaning it has in the relationship. Right. Right. Because it's not something you if it's something you think about all the time that other people do, it's going to have less meaning. You know, mm. so when people are like, what? He he took your water bottle. Who fucking cares? But it's like, well, because it's so specific, that's why it's so important to you. Because, you know. Right. Well, I almost cried like the first time that happened because yeah. I just never, never had anyone do like that, that small little gesture. Yeah. And also like similarly on the same trip, we went on a hike and it was really hot. And Eric kept like making sure I was drinking water. <laughs> and like that too touched me very much. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of our, they're all water related. And you packed me snacks. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just those little things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your second thing? My second thing. Oh, shit. Did you forget? I forgot. Do you think it'll come back to you? Maybe. <laughs> should we, should we move on? I don't want you to forget. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, if it comes up, just tell me and I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Um, well, is there anything else? I wasn't prepared to, to keep talking because I thought you were going to say your second thing. Um, okay. Uh, well, th- the third one is, is like a more cliche overarching one, but I wrote being honest and open about our feelings and not holding anything back. I don't hold anything in and like let it loom over 
your head, my head, our collective our, heads, our relationship head. Our singular head. head. Yeah, we have one head now. <laughs> we had a surgery. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't do that with you. It's just I, I think I've I've learned in past relationships how bad that makes it, right? How how much worse it'll make a situation. But at the same time, I've never been in a relationship where I feel comfortable enough to just like talk about everything. Because I'm always like, this is going to lead to a fight. This is going to lead to this. This is going to happen. But with you, I'm like, and that comes with just experience in the relationship and time. It's like, oh, we can talk about things like this and we might be frustrated or angry, but it's going to be okay. Give me an example. Sorry, give the listeners an example. Give the listeners an example. Make it real. Oh, God. Do you have one off the top of your head? I don't. Really? I feel, Do you? <laughs> Easily? But you put it on the list. I know. Um, <laughs> You're just bullshitting everyone. No. I promise I'm not. Okay, hold on. You say something. Let me think. Oh, I remember what I was going to say before. There it is. On the topic of, you know, anticipating someone's needs. I think that that's something that develops naturally because... I don't know if I've talked about Teal Swan in this podcast before. Some of the stuff she says is pretty out there, but she's a a relationship uh, person. How do I describe her? She's She's a a spiritual spiritual teacher, but she does talk a lot about relationships. And she talks about um, the most important thing is like like what trust is, is knowing that someone else is going to take your best interest as theirs as in you're not playing a zero-sum game with the person in your relationship which happens quite often um you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you i think you've told me you felt like you're competing with people you've been you've dated before i feel like that happens sometimes Mm -hmm. um but i think that when you've been together for long enough or even if you're just even if you haven't necessarily been together for a long time, but you're just very compatible, it, it just becomes second nature to anticipate someone else's needs because they align with yours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't feel necessary. Because like the last thing you want is in the process of doing something good for someone else, you're constantly sacrificing your own best interest. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what compatibility is, is the willingness not the sorry compatibility is not having your needs clash constantly mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like i yeah. feel like and maybe it's maybe it's just like romanticized in film and books this idea of constantly sacrificing for the one you love i don't necessarily think that's healthy to be doing all the time you know yeah i mean there's a difference there's like sacrificing there's, I, I don't know, you can you can use that in such a, um, you can use that word in such a big, meaningful way. It doesn't always have to be like that. It could be like a mini sacrifice, mm-hmm. which I think is, is more healthy. Sure. Yeah, but that's a really good way to look at it, which I, I haven't heard before. But I think the whole point is that when you are compatible, you aren't necessarily ever... So there's like option A that's best for one person, option B that's best for another... If you're playing like a zero-sum game with someone in a relationship, you're choosing one of those options rather than coming up with a third that suits both of you in, you know, a different way that you're both satisfied with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, the you know, like with 
our level of extreme c- compatibility, it never feels like a burden to go out of your way and do something because it just feels right. Mm. Right? Is that what you're getting at? Mm. Good. So the whole time I was, you were telling me that, I was trying to think of a good example of like being open and honest and not fighting. And well, I guess. Go ahead. See, some, I think that you and I perceive our discussions differently because to me, I do feel like we're fighting sometimes. I think, but I, I think it's a healthy type of fighting. Yeah. Where you are actually committed to finding a result rather than being right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So maybe it's maybe it's that's, just how you term it. That's like, a really you good... don't call that fighting, but I would. And maybe I call it fighting. Maybe it feels like fighting to me because I'm so non-confrontational. Mm. And you're like in this big family that's like that and you're comfortable like just having it out with people. So like little little things feel like fighting to you, whereas yeah. little things feel like nothing to me. Just because normal. Of my dyna- my family dynamic. Right. And, yeah. That makes sense. Right. We're, my family is just very repressed. I don't think I've ever had any of the, like, the depth of conversation that I've had with you mm-hmm. with anyone in my family. And whereas with me, I was, on the, uh, I was on the phone with my sister this morning and she apologized. We had a Zoom call like last week with our whole family and she apologized for being rude to me. And I was like, what? What are you, what are you even talking about? And she reminded me of the scenario. And I was like, oh, no, I don't care. That's just that we're siblings like that happens sometimes you know Mm -hmm. she said something to me i was like fuck you shut up and then we got over it and it was fine so like that's what i come from Mm -hmm. which makes like little little tiny things not really feel like big arguments to me Mm. which i totally get but the best thing i could think of is like and this hasn't happened in a while since this since like the first time this occurred but there have been times where you've been like kind of annoyed at me after dinner and I'm like, what's wrong? Like I've been sitting on the couch on Instagram and you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to tell you, I just cleaned all the dishes and you didn't come in and help me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's so rude of me. Right. And it's not like you made such a good point a few minutes ago, like not trying to be right. Right. And just, just doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so instead of being like, I didn't try to justify like, well, you, uh, I want to be on Instagram. Like, wait, <laughs> what? You know, like I wanted to play the show. Like, no, it's like, oh shit, I was wrong. Yeah, I got it. We both ate dinner. I helped with the dishes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's happened since then. Right. Since we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like, it is, it's, it's important to bring up an issue when it's quite small you know yeah nip it in the bud as they say Mm -hmm. but that's very difficult if you haven't developed a certain level of openness Mm -hmm. with your partner or anyone you're in a relationship with like it's really hard that first time to be like here this thing hurt my feelings or this thing made me feel this way and and (laughs) when we go to the when we take the specific example of like dishwashing, different things mean different things to different people. So for example, it's there's nothing fundamentally wrong with not helping some wash, someone wash the dishes, but it's the meaning that I'm giving it and both people need to know what that meaning is and be on the same page about it. Because if you don't know 
why something is hurting me. I'm trying to think of just like a clean way to say this. Well, that's, I mean, I think you're doing a good job, at least to me, maybe this, this will help back it up a little, but it's like in any relationship, you, it's so easy to, if you don't understand, like you said, if you don't understand why something's hurting the other person, if it doesn't also hurt you, right? If it were reciprocated back onto you, if that also wouldn't hurt you, it's easy to say like, why do you care? Just get over it. Yeah. Why do you care? Because I can't see it that way. So why do you care so much? Right. And that's so, so easy to fall into. And it takes a long time in in other relation, right? Like learning from other relationships and being in your current relationship to do that. And it does take a lot of, I don't know, pride swallowing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to call it. But it takes a lot of uh, cojones, <laughs> female or male, to to say, oh, yeah, I was wrong. To have that humility, it's so hard to do. <laughs> and it, like, especially when you're someone like me who's always wanted to be right about everything his entire life. To have that humility in a relationship. I've, and I've never been in a relationship where I felt so okay with giving that to the other person. Mm-hmm. Being like, I'm wrong. Right. It's I- easy with you. Because, but every again, that's the whole disclaimer with this. It's like Mm -hmm. this is our relationship, and this is how much I love you, and it's just, I, it's not directly translatable to other relationships. Mm -hmm. I want to just make it super concrete. Like any topic we're discussing, I want to give like specific examples just so that people understand. Mm Because that's like what I like. Okay. So. I don't know if we want to keep with the, the dishes thing, mm-hmm. but when we talk about how it's not that specific actions are fundamentally right or wrong, but it's the meaning we give them, right? So for me, Eric could be watching TV while I'm cleaning the dishes and have no ill will towards me. He's not like trying to hurt me in doing so. But to me, I could be giving it the meaning that he doesn't value my time or I could be thinking that he's trying to like snub me or something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we're not honest about those feelings early on, then we start adopting those assumptions as truth. And then when it explodes later, I'm coming at you like you've been attacking me the entire time when you've just been completely ignorant of and i'm it. like attacking you what and you we assume that the other person should know everything that's in our minds and that's just not how it works and i'm i'm prone to laziness in a lot of different ways like i think everyone is to different degrees mm-hmm. but what i mean by that is it's it's easy to not ask Hey, do you want help doing the dishes? Because there are some nights where I'll say, you'll, you'll start the dishes and I'll be like, hey, do you want me to come help you? And I'll ask. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time you'll say, yeah, come help me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But other times you're like, you want to do something nice. And you're like, and vice versa. Sometimes I'll do it. You'll be like, leave me dishes, leave me dishes. And I'm like, no, just sit on the couch. You had a hard day. Just I'll do the dishes. It's fine. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, yeah, will you come help me? And it goes both ways. So to, for me to not be lazy and just like, assume you're just gonna do them or it's gonna like i'll just ask every time now with everything it's just about asking and talking about everything Mm. right so the now the assumption is i'll help you do these things 
But every now and then you'll be like, no, it's fine. Go sit down and I'll, I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. And that, that topic leads in to the next thing on my list, which is, and this is specific to me because I'm prone to angriness. Angriness? <laughs> angriness. Angritude. There's a word for that. It's anger. <laughs> I'm prone to angerity, whereas you're not. So I wrote, try not to get angry at each other, but instead think about why we feel the way we feel and talk about it. So I'm curious how this translates for you and if like you have a similar a similar part of your personal, personality trait, right? Because <laughs> for me, it's like I've been in relationships where I just like get angry and annoyed at things and I have to like hold it in. Or else know? what? Or else I like, I don't, I don't know. I've never like screamed at someone, but you've heard me get angry. Mm. I don't get angry that often, like really angry. Well, there's lots of ways this could go because you very rarely get angry at me. Mm -hmm. However, I'm very sensitive and there's just something about me. There's a lot of fear programmed into like my base personality, I think because of my upbringing. Upsetting. Um, So when you're experiencing anger towards something else, like a situation or another person, I experience that as being aimed at me too. Even like if I'm playing a video game. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking god damn it. And like I get up and storm off. And it kind of like turns on like my fight or flight response. Yeah. And um, you have to, I have to be honest about that too. Right? So that both of us can kind of modulate our reactions to things. And it goes back to earlier in the conversation where like understanding why the other person is upset or hurt by something mm-hmm. right so it took a while for me to be like why are you so upset i'm not angry i'm clearly angry that i struck out at the yeah. end of this game i'm playing a video game like why are you upset at me mm-hmm. i'm not ang- you didn't you, you didn't strike me out you know <laughs> yeah but it took a while to learn well okay these are all your very deep reasons mm-hmm. why someone being angry around you upsets you and now i understand Yeah, I've never been in a relationship with anyone, you know, romantic or like in my family where people just gave names to the things they feel. I've always just had to like sense it and people are very repressed. And so there's just, you know, when someone's angry, but they're not saying it and it just looms over you, this dark cloud and like you're living everyone's just living on edge like that's very much what i'm used to and i think i'm still kind of like deprogramming that Mm -hmm. it's like you're very open about what you're feeling if you understand it which sometimes people like we we ourselves don't even necessarily which is why we go to therapy how to label a feeling Yeah. yeah also i don't know if i've said this before but there have been studies that um suggest that just giving a name just giving a label to an emotion you're feeling mm. decreases its intensity. Interesting. So if you are anxious and you say, oh, God, I'm anxious, it immediately takes a little bit of the charge away from it. And Yeah, mm-hmm. that's neat. And at one of my, maybe the last therapy session I went to before, you know, before we stopped being allowed to go places, mm-hmm. I my I, I was I was struggling to articulate a feeling I was having, and my therapist gave me a sheet of feelings, <laughs> like front and back, mm-hmm. like a huge list, and it does help to like to like browse, 
and say, okay, what am I feeling? And it does help like settle it in a way. But yeah, so not even when it comes to the anger thing, it's not even like necessarily being angry at you, which is a good point you made. It's just like, I've kind of learned even subconsciously, like just chill out Mm -hmm. regardless of what you're mad at because it might upset Sarah. Right. And it's, it's hard to understand people like that on that level Mm -hmm. when you, when you personally have never felt the way they feel. Yeah. You know? And I think it, to make it a little more personal, this like anger, like, so if you and I are having a discussion about something that maybe we don't see eye to eye on, you not like your voice just naturally gets louder. Oh, yeah. And I experience, I'll be like, stop yelling at me. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not yelling. And then like, I I'm yell. literally not yelling. I yell, I'm not yelling. So I just think it's important. Um, and this goes back to the topic of like zero sum game thing, option A, option B, option C. It's like, I can't expect you to completely change your style of interaction to suit my, to like, I'm not asking you to like be a, what's the term I, I want to say? Walking on ice? Do you know what I'm saying? Walking on like eggshells? Yeah. I'm not asking you to be like bend over backwards to not trigger mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And you're also not asking me to not be triggered. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. It's like there's this place in between where you kind of tone down your reactiveness and I admit like I'm I'm super sensitive. Here's why I'm super sensitive. I'm working on it. We're it's both working on all it. All compromise. Mm-hmm. Which is a beautiful thing. <clears throat> I feel like there was something else I was going to say on this topic. Oh, you were talking about the volume of my voice. This is it's just like an offshoot thing, but I think it's I think it's kind of funny. When my dad visited last a few months ago, we were having a heated conversation in the car on the way to somewhere. And it was just about like a life thing. I think he was giving me some fatherly advice and we weren't fighting at all. We were just talking passionately and there was a lull in the conversation. I noticed my ears were like ringing a little bit. (laughs) The both of us were so goddamn loud in a car. We're both just like, wow, 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 New York, New York. And I, it's like some mix of being from the East Coast and also just like family dynamics over generations. Like mm-hmm. We're just all so, so loud. And being in your home with your mom and your sister, they're like, oh, hi, Eric. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Please be louder. <laughs> uh, cool. Move, right, shall we move on? Sure. To the next part of the list? Yeah. Okay. Um, I wrote, giving the other person space to be alone, work on things without me, etc. Mm-hmm. Which is especially complicated for a lot of relationships now, given the everyone's home with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting listening to other podcasts and people talk about what their home lives are like now when either their partner is always home or they're always home with their partner and how it's affected mm-hmm. them. But I think I think you and I have always been I mean it it took me like any like anything in any relationship it took me some time to understand when you want to be alone and you want to do things by yourself that it doesn't mean you hate me. <clears throat> because I I don't know, I guess in other relationships it was like that to a degree. Like leave me alone, I'm saying you. Really? I, I I have a hard time remembering. Hmm. Nothing else, nothing bef- 
BS before Sarah. <laughs> BS. BS matters. Mm. So as as the person who I, I would categorize as enjoying their alone time more, mm. how does this affect you? Right. I got a, I received a DM about this from someone who listens to the podcast. So if you're listening now, hello. Thank you. Hi. Uh, she had asked just how I navigate this because I am someone who I do very firmly identify as an introvert. I am someone who recharges while being alone. I do find a lot of social interactions to be pretty taxing emotionally, physically. Not that I don't enjoy spending time around other humans. I find other humans fascinating. I love listening to them talk and not saying anything or just asking questions and not talking about myself. Anyway, so <laughs> now Eric's here all the time. And weirdly enough, I, I'm so much happier now that he is not going to a nine to five every day. And I feel like our relationship's stronger as a result. And I can't even explain why. And I, I can't, I think I was a little concerned, you know, once you, when you originally got laid off, is that in January? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, I spend eight to nine hours of every day alone doing work. How is this going to go? And I'm more productive now. Isn't that odd? It is. I don't know why. And it's also <laughs> strengthened. I mean, it's strengthened our relationship for a few reasons. And one of them being I'm less depressed. Yes. Now that I am not working there, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, it's unfortunate to say, but it's true. Right. It's unfortunate that it was the case. It's fortunate that it's over. But yeah, I, I just think, I just think we're good at, you know, you'll say to me like, Hey, I, I have to work on this. Like, I know after we're done with the podcast, like you have work to do and I'll edit this and whatnot. And it's just, it's about, you know, and, and like I said, it comes with time and it comes with the understanding that, you know, if you need attention and they're busy or they have to do something without you, that it's okay. Right. It took me a while to understand that and feel that and feel okay with it and not be like, Hey, do you hate me now? <laughs> hmm. Right, Do you not still feel that way sometimes? No. Really? Not that I can think of. Why? Well, I've let you get too comfortable. What? <laughs> you're really uh you're really coming in hot with the uh the jabs out of the blue in this episode. Right. So my thoughts just branched off in multiple directions, which is when you talked about how our relationship has gotten stronger since you stopped working outside the home all the time because you're less depressed. I think that's why it's so important to, I think you have an obligation in a relationship to pursue your own happiness because that's how you contribute most to the happiness of the couple as a whole, mm -hmm. right? And if in pursuing your own happiness, like if that happens to be completely incompatible with your, I don't know, if that deteriorates your relationship with a couple, like maybe you need to look at your compatibility. Right? Yeah. Right? Because, like, for example, you're super passionate about music and you love fitness. And if I was bothered by you playing music and studying music and spending your money on musical equipment, or if, um, you know, last year when you were going to band practice, if you'd go to band practice and I would give you shit for not spending more time with me, that would be a problem. Right? And it, 
it's i don't know if you did this on purpose if, that, if that's the example you used on purpose i don't think it is but it is, it is yeah because you know what i'm gonna say because you had that issue before oh, okay oh you're so smart i love you yeah you steel st- trap you stupid <laughs> smarty so what she's referring to is i in previous relationships have kind of felt that pressure of like i'd go to band practice for three or four hours and i'd have a great time and you know working on something i'm passionate about and that i love doing and i'd come home and my girlfriend at the time would be like I don't even remember specifically what it was like, but I felt like shamed for like not spending, not being home with her. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the bad codependency. Right. right. Like, yes, we're, you and I are codependent, but in a healthy, beautiful way for our relationship that we mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. But it's like that. Why weren't you here with me feeling that but, I, that I remember getting. But yeah. And, like was it ever explicitly stated i don't See what I, I can't mean? remember like it's Probably so Im- not right it's so important to be like like if i had that issue ever mm-hmm. i would be honest about it i'd be yeah. like i feel kind of sad when you're gone but i understand it's something important mm-hmm. to you but maybe here's something that we can do like after you get home that would make me feel more valued or closer to you. I don't ever remember having a conversation like that. Right. And, you know, you and I have been together for almost three years and I am still working through having had those experiences. Mm. You know, like yesterday, like I said, I went on a bike ride and every time I go on a bike ride or do something, I tell Sarah, yeah, I'll be home at this time. And it's always an hour (laughs) later. I fuck up the timing every single time. But it happened again (laughs) yesterday. I texted her 45 minutes after i said i'd be home saying we're done biking mm. and i like thought i was gonna get like reamed i didn't like <laughs> but you it's so stupid because you wouldn't do that but i'm still scared like one of these times you're gonna like be mad at me or something but mm. you won't you won't be you would just tell me if you were upset or something mm-hmm. so i've always had this lingering feeling like if i'm at band practice i feel like kind of guilty or that sarah's gonna be mad at me mm-hmm. where it's never happened but like that feeling still lingers from other relationships, Mm -hmm. which is why you brought it up. And thank you for bringing it up. (laughs) But yeah, it's just another thing you have to work through. And that's another part of our relationship Mm -hmm. that mostly I've had to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing on my list is making time for each other before bed, talking before we go to sleep and kissing goodnight, (laughs) which is something, you know, like, The old saying is, never go to sleep angry. Mm -hmm. That's like the key to a healthy marriage, right? And it (laughs) does. Yeah, that's it. Only that. But I think it's just, it really is so important. And we always make sure to do it. Last night you asked me, can we get into bed a little early? And you (laughs) you said, just gaze into my eyes for a little before (laughs) we go to sleep. Obviously, you were being being funny, but... (laughs) What you really meant was, I want to hang out with you, like, no screens, just face-to-face. Right. Not doing anything for a little. Oh, yes. Eric loves his screens. I mean, we all do. However, mm. I can do without them a little more than you can, I would say. Yes. Right. Like, I use screens for work for the most part. But, like, now that you're home, I never answer anyone else's text because <laughs> I used to just have my phone with me so I could answer your text while you were at work. Now you're back to... 
I'm like, where the fuck is my phone? Sarah in the <laughs> wild, which is, where's my phone? And it's like literally in the most random nooks and crannies of the house sometimes. <laughs> right. And I have no idea how you do it. But anyway, before bed. Right. So I don't know, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, this, this, enti- this idea of couples health being and their longevity of a relationship being predicted by uh, whether the couple has shared launchings and landings. Mm-hmm. So it's like really important for you don't necessarily have to wake up and go to sleep at the same time. But if you have differing schedules in that way, um, like if you were to sleep earlier than me, I would still go to bed. I would hang out in bed with you before you fall asleep. Then I'd get up. And then if I wake up later than you because I went to sleep later than you, then when I wake up, you'd come check in with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can look that up. <laughs> launchings, <laughs> launchings and landings. Launchings and landings. Um, which I know it's it's a privilege because n- some people don't have compatible work schedules. Some people spend l- not that much time together because of work. Yeah. And that's sad. Like I used to work uh, opening shift at Starbucks. Is that like 5 a.m.? Yeah, I'd leave it, I think, 4.15, and then I'd get home, you know, when would I get home? Like 11? Mm. Then I'd go to sleep, and then my boyfriend would get home, and then I'd sleep super early, and then he'd be up late. Luckily, I didn't care because I hated the guy. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) Yeah, it was less important to me, right? Because I wasn't in love with him isn't it weird thinking, but i didn't know that <laughs> isn't it weird thinking about either of us being in a relationship with someone else it just sounds so stupid and wrong <laughs> like what were you doing like sarah is the person you're supposed to be with obviously but i mean the launchings and landings thing it's gotten it's gotten to be like such an innate part of our relationship mm-hmm. that sarah has trouble sleeping <laughs> all the time and you always have since i've known you basically mm-hmm. so some 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 nights I wait. Never mind. Some mornings I'll wake up. <laughs> Some mornings I'll wake up and Sarah won't be next to me. And after the initial like, oh my god, she's dead. Someone took her. <laughs> I've been taken. And I'm Liam Neeson. <laughs> we gotta end the episode soon. It's devolving. Um, I'll get out of bed because I know she'll be working just because she couldn't sleep or something. And I'll like. I'll like hobble out with my eyes not really open. I'm not wearing any clothes (laughs) and I'll just like appear in the hallway until Sarah notices me and I'll just motion like come hither. I'll just be like, come on, follow me. And she'll giggle. Everything is all right. Yeah. I'll I'll be the one to take you in at night. And then I'll get back into bed and she'll follow me into the room and snuggle (laughs) with me as like a hello. Good morning. Sorry. I wasn't there. And it's just like a thing we do now, Mm -hmm. you know, before bed. We're always okay. I'm going to put my... It's it's never you, right? Like you said, it's always me. I'm like, I'm going to put my phone down. We're going to hang out with each other. Talk about whatever. Talk about what we're going to do the next day. Smooch goodnight. Little, little this, little that. <laughs> and before we go to bed. And it's just an important thing in our relationship. Yes. <laughs> That's the end of my list. Do you have anything else that comes to mind? I mean, there's a thousand things, but really... uh. I think I'm satisfied with that. I am too. And don't you think the episode really worked out well, even though we kind of felt very flustered before we started? Yeah. Yeah, I think it turned out well. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, I love you. Oh, I love you. Good. 
<laughs> it looked like you were going to say something else. Um, cool. So before we wrap up, we want to reiterate, if you have relationship topics you want us to discuss, if you want advice, we might be able to answer it to the best of our capabilities. You can email us at whatislifedudeshow at gmail.com with really anything. We might do some episodes where we scour Reddit and read people's relationship stories and talk about them, you know, just through the lens Mm -hmm. of our relationship. Without getting too far into it, can I just list a couple of the weirdest relationship posts? Sure. Threads? I've told you all of them, but Mm -hmm. just listeners, listen. This is the stuff that shows up on Reddit And I have this weird obsession with just, like, browsing the relationship section of Reddit to find the most fucked up shit. It's entertaining. (laughs) Right. So, let's think. Let's think. One of them was, my wife baby trapped me. (laughs) They had, like, two kids. Wife wanted a third one. Husband did not. Wife poked holes in condoms. They got pregnant. Now they're in quarantine together and he wants to get a divorce. Because that's uh, that's a little fucked up, And she's pregnant. Yes. Yikes. Um, another one, husband and wife both are work as professors at the same university, community college, I'm not sure. And uh, wife just casually goes through her husband's phone one day to look at, for like, I don't know, photos of their uh, vacation or something. Mm-hmm. She has his password because, you know, you do. That's what we do, right. yeah. So... And then she happens to find this like secret folder of photos of this one specific female student that he has. Right. Then she goes and finds that he has a Snapchat and he's like, I forget what Snapchat works. Are you following? Are I think you friends, friends with? She, he's friends with just one person and it's this student. Oh my God. But she has like this alter ego that she she's like a, what's the word? like a cam girl or something oh right okay. basically y- you sell your exclusive snapchat content That's so strange. she's like what the heck my husband <laughs> is obsessed with his student and the wife doesn't know you know did this guy just happen to find her and he's this anonymous uh follower of hers and she doesn't know about it or did she like tell him about it yeah like are they having some sort of, you know, hanky-panky on the oh side? Oh, my God, hanky-panky. Right? I'm trying to think of another, like, weird, fucked-up scenario I read about recently. You, the, the one you're forgetting and that you're leaving out <laughs> is my wife stole or I, oh. my husband stole $1,000 for me. Right. Yeah, but they had a joint, they had a joint bank account and... Right, so they had had, like, mon- money differences, uh, little spats about money since getting married. So they had decided to just have one joint bank account where they each contribute like a fixed amount for shared expenses, but then otherwise they'd keep their money separate. And then um, the husband asks her to lend him some money, not even lend him some money, just give him some money to buy some stuff for his car that he didn't need. And she was like, no, No. (laughs) like, I don't feel comfortable like paying for your hobbies. I work really hard anyway. (laughs) So, uh, she like checks her bank balance because she's gonna withdraw some cash to pay a tattoo artist, and she's like, uh, "I'm missing a thousand dollars," and she's like, she's freaking out. She's checking her statements. She traces back some of the uh, purchases to auto supplies stores. <laughs> oh my god! She goes and confronts her husband. She's like, 
did you spend this money? He's like, no, I didn't. And then she's like, okay, so if I call one of these stores and ask them if they have a package coming to our address, will they say yes? And he's like, you should have given me the money anyway. I work really hard and oh I deserve God. to treat myself to nice things. And so actually she like stormed out of the house, drove away, I think went to a park and then posted this question <laughs> right after it happened. Yeah. Right? So... <sighs> <laughs> These are the kind of weird, <laughs> fucked up scenarios right. that we'll find on Reddit that will that we can discuss in the podcast. Right. And I have no problem talking about them because they've already been posted on a public place. Right. Which means we have every right to discuss them on the podcast. Right. And we don't have to do it like every episode. No. It doesn't have to be like this absurd, extreme, weird thing. Yeah. But maybe like every like fifth episode, we'll yeah. do like absurd stories from Reddit. Just whenever take. we're like, let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just find some weird stuff and talk yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So that's what, that's what we're going to be doing moving forward. And you forward. Know, we'll, <laughs> forward. <laughs> and we'll still have, you know, the occasional guest on if there's someone interesting we want to talk to. Oh yeah, we have a guest coming up next week. I believe so, if everything goes to plan. Mm-hmm. So you'll uh, you'll hear about that soon. And as always, rate and review the podcast on iTunes because it helps it become more popular, if it hopefully ever will be. <laughs> and yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It felt good to kind of dive into these things. And I think it was a good launching point for what the podcast is going to be a little more centered around from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.